Goodness gracious, <laughs> was that intense or what? I'm trying to see what I, introduction I could do for my podcast, but either way, I have an awesome episode for you guys. My good friend Sam that I'm acquainted at my old job, Yelp, um, we found out we both like girls, and so she wanted to come on this podcast to kind of share her story of her being more open and her realizing that she is a lesbian, and so when you have a friend... We both have an interest in women. How could you not have a podcast about that? Also, I was having some uh, audio technical difficulties, so you might want to raise it up after this, but check it out. Well, toast. 94 now. To, I guess, your podcast. Podcast. All right. Okay. Ooh, super good. So, so I guess I'll start off with uh, okay. meeting you. We were like, I don't know, me and uh, Michael Reed were, of course, buddies at first. But once I got in, accepted into the, the Schwitzer community at the last second, uh, I don't know, we kind of just hit it off ourselves too, huh? It like, took a while. I think right away, I mean, right off the bat... <laughs> I was like, who's this little fucking Mexican guy? Like, <laughs> Did I look that Mexican? I didn't look yeah, like I was that like, Mexican. who's this little Mexican guy? Like, there's no way. I'm not going to talk to him. Like, he's he looks super annoying. Like, <laughs> I don't. With my nerdy glasses? Yeah, I was like, he talks weird. Like, I can't can't talk to this guy. Like, whatever. <laughs> but then, you're right. We did hit it off. Um, in training? After training? I don't remember our first lunch, but. I don't remember either. Just right away, so we started talking about girls. girls and then we. Yes. We just became like best of friends. We, we discovered talking about we girls. both liked girls. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. was it. And that just ended up from there. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Well, Sam. Yep. I know you, but I kind of don't know you. Were you born here? You take, take me back to where you were a little young offspring. So, uh, <laughs> I'm a, uh, a child of teen parents. Mm-hmm. So, um, and my parents are from here, from Phoenix. Glendale specifically, near like the historic downtown Glendale oh, area. Oh, that's a nice area. I like Glendale. Yeah. And uh, they both worked at Tokyo Express on 51st Avenue in Indian School. Worked over there. My mom was 17 and my dad was 21. Wow. And wow, then they fucked and young. now I'm here. <laughs> and, that's what uh, happens when you fuck. <laughs> yeah. So, <clears throat> so they, uh, we lived there our whole lives, like, in Glendale, I went to public school up until I was in fourth grade. Fifth grade through eighth grade, I went to Catholic school. And that must have been crazy. That, it was, it, <laughs> it was, I'd say it was crazy. Um, it was really good. That something different about the Catholic school I was in um, versus, like, other ones that I hear about now is it was very open and accepting. Um, yeah. Especially for the gay community, like, I have... I had a teacher, um, Mrs. Cobb, and she, all right, we're getting so off topic, but here we go. No, no, this is good. This This is is the way, I had uh, a teacher, Mrs. Cobb, and she was my sixth grade teacher and my seventh grade teacher, 
and oh no just my seventh grade teacher and um I remember her saying like we were on the topic of like family life because we learned about that like how to fuck like where, where to put it like you know. <laughs> typical sex ed stuff typical sex ed stuff and family life so um when it came to the topic of same sex relationships um she said everyone I want you to know this the word Catholic literally means universal. So I did for not know any that. of you here, like this Catholic church, St. Louis the King Catholic School Church, we accept everybody. Anyone can come into our church. We're not going to turn away anyone for oh, wow. any reason unless they're being hateful and like dangerous or something yeah. extreme like that. So that always stuck with me. Um, so it's just a little beginning of like the openness oh, wow. that that school and something I really liked about it um there were 19 girls and five boys (laughs) (laughs) 24 of us um, in our graduating eighth grade class um so it's really small pretty strict um I was very athletic super tomboy a rumored lesbian I didn't believe (laughs) it I didn't believe it on that then uh but jokes on me because here I am and then so you're at this Catholic school yeah and rumors going around that you were mm-hmm. a lesbian, so you're like, whatever, people, like, I'm just, you know, doing my thing, living, but wow, I never, I mean, I've always had these preconceived notions, I think everybody else with these Catholic schools, because I just hear they're so strict, yeah, and they're so, like, you know, conservative, where the, the pressure's on to where it creates people like Marilyn Manson, I never know, he went to a Catholic school, really? too, yeah, and this is actually my gay uncle telling me this, he's like, oh, yeah, all the crazy weird people, people like, go to Catholic school, I'm like, yeah. oh, what, why? And then he told me about, like, just being suppressed, really conservative. And I never knew anybody from uh, a Catholic school. Actually, a little more now, but not directly to actually kind of pick their brain. Like, oh, how's it like from public school and a charter school and other schools? But it's probably not that different, you know? It's probably keeping up with uh, societal trends. Yeah, I I would say it's not that different. Um, I, I would say we are more sheltered. Like, I... When I came to high school, I went to a public high school. Yeah. I didn't know shit. I didn't know yeah. jack shit about, <laughs> like, sex, anything like that. Because we were so sheltered. Like, yeah. we didn't... Our parents were all... We were all basically the same. Yeah. Came from, like, middle-class families. At that time, that school was mostly white and, like, a little bit Hispanic. Now it's primarily Hispanic. But... Um, Mexicans come. You can't Mexicans, stop us. <laughs> they were in that area. They come. You can't stop them. We're, we're coming. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, the main differences were just things left out of the curriculum, Mm -hmm. like the Big Bang Theory, like everything they say about how they don't teach uh, creation, yeah, or how the universe came to be, whatever, and they just say God created it in seven days, that's fucking true. Like, they, we would ask questions, and they wouldn't. They wouldn't like that. They just browsed over this. Like, Like, this is what you gotta know. This is what you have to know. Like, you just, yeah, it was special. That was different. So when I came to high school and learned all about that, I was my mind was blown. I was like, no fucking way. Oh, this shit, is yeah. great. Um, and then, let's see. What was something significant that happened? One time I dropped the host. You know when you go up to communion? Uh, yeah, yeah. When you go up and you get... I vaguely know. You get Jesus and you <laughs> eat him. I dropped Oh, yeah, the, the piece of bread? I dropped it, yeah. Oh. And it was, like, the most dramatic thing ever. Oh, wow, really? It was so dramatic. I dropped the little piece of bread, and, like, my sixth grade teacher was like, pick it up, hurry up, pick it up. <laughs> and I was like, what? And she's like, consume it. Consume him. <laughs> and I was like, That's what she said? Okay. That's the word choice that she used? In church, 
in front Consume of a bunch of people. Jesus. And I was like, fuck, okay. So I like <laughs> did it and I was like so embarrassed. Um, but that was just like a funny spot. Um, but I I think it was totally the best thing for me to go to that school. Yeah. During that time when you're when you're growing up and you're in middle school going through puberty. Yeah. It's probably best for me to be sheltered. There's a lot of stuff going on during There's that time. There's a lot time. of stuff going yeah. on during that time. And had I been, like, with um, my peers down the road at the public <laughs> school, I might not... I don't know. I don't know how things could have been different, but I don't think I would so have you, been as driven. You would say it's pretty impactful on a good, pretty positive impactful note. Pretty impactful on a positive note, yeah, yeah. that's good. I remember, yeah, I had... Uh, I mean, just being, you know, Mexican... My grandmother developed Catholic. It's just in the mm-hmm. family. So, but I was never like, I never went to Catholic school. I did go to, when I was younger, I do vaguely remember going to church. So every now and then, you know, Easter holidays, I go to church, I go to the Catholic church. A lot of it was in Spanish, so I did not know mm-hmm. anything yeah. what was going on. Um, but there were some times where I would always see people, like little kids, and people go up to eat some bread, like a mm-hmm. little snack. So yeah. I was like, what the fuck? I want some of this shit. And yeah, I could, it's delicious. I could never go. Like, you had to be special to do that. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Come on. I'll tell my mom and I'll tell my uncle. Like, why can't I have that? She's like, because you're not baptized. Because like, you, you haven't went to communion. Because you haven't done this and that. Mm-hmm. I was just going through eat one ear and out the other. And so yeah. one day I was like, screw it. I'm just going to go up there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and so I go and I, I eat the bread and drink the wine. And I got like super in trouble with my grandmother and like my family. Like, what are you doing? You're supposed to do it this way. There's like protocols and yeah. regulations. I was like, fuck, I just want a snack. I mean, I was a kid. I didn't know any yeah. better. But now I know, like, you have to, you know, be baptized. You have to, you know. Yeah, you have to do all the shit. Do all the shit to, to eat the right? eat the bread. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm glad I don't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. I have uh, lost all religion. Yeah. Or chosen to yeah. lose it. So I think a lot of people don't like to talk about um, at least some people that I came acquainted with, like, they don't like to think of God in a different way uh, other than, like, through Jesus and, like, you have to go through the saints and all that. I was like, what? Because it's an easy way. I, I know why. I know why people like it and why they stick with it. It's yeah. because it's simple to understand. Yeah. If you don't think outside of it. If you don't, like, yeah. ask questions and you don't, you're not like, oh, is that really it? Yeah. How did this come to be? Whatever. And you just take it for what it is, a story in a book. Yeah. And you believe it as to be true, then it's pretty easy to follow along and like yeah. just stick with it. And but also, I think it's like I always think we all have this feeling inside that knowing that there's a higher power. Of course, like you just look at nature mm-hmm. and kind of examine the thoughts that come and go. It's kind of like I mean, to me, it's obvious like there's a higher power, there's a God. But like, I don't think um, it gets harder when you have to think about him or her in a different way other than religion, I think. I think now it's starting to trend. People are getting way into esoteric philosophy, which I love. Yeah. Getting all that voodoo, mumbo-jumbo, spirituality stuff that's too hippie for some people. I love it. I totally love it. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah. I think that, like, um, I think it was aliens. Yeah? I think it was aliens, okay? Dude, totally. I think... I think it was totally aliens that they were here on Earth. Yeah. We're probably half alien. Like, we, we, we are. I wouldn't doubt By it. definition, yeah. half alien. And <laughs> I, think, I think that everyone saw this around the world. They all saw the same thing. Everyone saw the same thing, experienced the same thing, and then interpreted it differently, which is why you look at 
different religions like fuck I don't know Egyptian religions and Hinduism too Hinduism yeah. Greek ones you see a lot of parallels yeah between Jesus Jesus was not the first one no like you'll see there's Horus there's Dion- Dionysus the, the god of wine yeah um, in Greek mythology him um, yeah yeah Krishna's and, uh, not uh, Krishna yeah Krishna yeah Krishna too. They were all like the star in the east. They were all born on December 25th. Yeah. So if you look at all this and for people to come back and be like, no, Jesus is the one yeah. and only. I'm like, come on, man. Yeah. That's bullshit. That's a I, story I guess, yeah. that's been interpreted. So back to the aliens. Like, yeah. I think I think it was something out of this world, extraterrestrial. I don't know. It would have to be. It would have yeah. to be something very different from like what people were. Mm-hmm. Um and then they just interpreted it differently. Got angels and demons. You totally got to watch Gaia. All Have you seen shit. Gaia? No, I haven't. Oh my god! Like you're just saying so many episodes of what they what? are talking about. Yeah, like I, I remember this. Like I've always loved mythology. I've always like was into religion, uh, but more of like hearing the stories. And I've noticed the same thing. There's like trends, you mm-hmm. know. There's there's Zeus, and then there's Odin, and like so many different mythology stories that have a parallel because they all share a flood and they all share like a, a lightning god or a wind god and mm-hmm. like stuff to kind of explain the natural causes of events and yeah you can get very scientific and break down the terminology like oh it's just because nature is this yeah. and that but you totally gotta watch Gaia because it's con- it finally connects all the dots where they read ancient scriptures and it's like uh, they're definitely talking about aliens coming down to Earth and like definitely you look at that nowhere, you're like, like that is an alien. Yeah, dumb nomads, and out of nowhere you have civilization where we start like doing agriculture, feeding ourselves, and yeah. having a community. Like how food. how could they see anything else and describe this thing? Yeah. Without seeing it. Yeah. Right. And they can only use the words that they know. So they say like saw a vision right. the clouds the chariot coming down which would explain like a why a spaceship coming down there's such differences or there's those parallels but yeah, the, the descriptions are a little off because they had to use the words that they already had yeah um, and so we're just over here reading it like oh shit like yeah but, but yeah you, you would love Gaia that'd blow your mind I got a lot of my in- info from uh, Zeitgeist oh yeah? yeah oh my goodness I love that blew my mind I remember watching that for the first time too that blew my mind I loved the, the first part of it of reli- about religion, I love that part. The mm-hmm. what was the second part? There were three parts to it. Um, was it about I, money? I didn't the like fall? the banks part. Like I no. just didn't. I didn't like that. That didn't get me going. Yeah. I don't know. There was another one, but um, I don't know. I love that movie, and it talks about. I know it's cheesy, and like the way they presented everything was like pretty weird, but I believe it. Yeah, <laughs> and you know what? It's kind of more exciting to believe than than like what we're kind of chosen should we ask everyone everyone is it exciting for (laughs) me to believe in something the extraterrestrials made us Mm. yeah i think also it's just the brain when i learned about cognitive dissonance about having a belief and being exposed to an opinion or a different belief that contradicts what you were raised and all you know it like People kind of accept it. Like, they sometimes build their identity around this belief, like being a Christian, a devout Christian that only fathers and the Holy Spirit. I know it's probably like a sensitive subject for some people, but. Did you know that? It's just so ridiculous. Equinox? Huh? Did you know that it's the equinox? Yeah, yeah. That it's the sun, the the, the direction yeah. in which it, move it, it moves. It moves. <laughs> yeah. Because um, on the, the 23rd day, um, the wobble of the earth kind of. Mm-hmm 
cause the back to revert a certain like three degrees to make it cross. Yeah, exactly. When it's, it's going all through like, the equinox. It's actually like in the stars. It's not. Yeah. Which then was it aliens? I don't know. Yeah. I think it was a combination of like oh man something extraterrestrial coming out and then observations of what was already there the sun the moon. I gotta show you some of my yeah. weird esoteric hippie shit because on YouTube. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard of these people called channelers. They channel, <laughs> they channel like they they meditate in a, a different headspace to either actually project or connect their consciousness with their higher consciousness, and it'll be like a totally different person speaking out through the body, mm-hmm. like a different character. Yeah. And there's this one guy I follow. His name is Bashar. His name's the his human name is Daryl Inka, but his the channeler, the higher consciousness. His name is Bashar, and it's just a trip you gotta see him like if people ask questions like hey was Moses helped was he assisted by ancient aliens when he parted the sea and he's like yeah of course and then like uh, it was Jesus Christ like someone special he, like he has a special humanoid that had a lot of levels of DMT in his pineal gland he just like had more so he was more connected to other realms of the universe mm-hmm. that these extraterrestrials can exhibit but not us because we're such a dense human. Yeah, maybe they were the hybrids. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe Jesus so many... was the hybrid. Yeah. And then we're just like. Yeah. Down here, and I, I don't know. Yeah, you can. I think only Jesus was a real there. guy, though. Yeah. I still do. Yeah, I think. Yeah. But I'm reading this awesome new book where. He was in a cult, man. He was. <laughs> yeah, like, way back in the days, like when um. I'm going to butcher this uh, history, but when cultures started to in- intermingle and clash, um, Greek philosophies really clashed with the Egyptians, but they also kind of borrowed a lot of secret teachings from each other mm-hmm. to get God, to get higher, to know God, and and be in a higher spiritual realm. And they did this by a lot of meditation, um, starving themselves and tripping balls in the desert, <laughs> like natural ways to like... Um, kind of get out of whack in your brain to this weird mental to state reach a different yeah this re- weird mental state, state to mm-hmm. get higher and so I don't know this book is really awesome where the res- it talks about the resurrection not being the actual resurrection like he was still alive like he was just reborn kind of like almost baptized yeah. like oh I'm a born again Christian something more like that but more on a, a psychedelic level where not a literal sense he had to initiate yeah. himself he had to get haze not haze but he had to you know undergo these tough obstacles to reach that mental yeah. state of mind. Anyways, it's crazy, but I can't believe more. not a lot of more people talk about this, this craziness. Yeah, they, well, I'm sure, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who think more freely, but yeah. when I look. Yeah, I'm just saying like immediate like, wise, like. You're, yeah, the people I know, like yeah, I. Like our neighbors and people we get acquainted with. Yeah, no one really wants to explore it they're so I, and again I understand why it's easy yeah it's easy to do what everyone else does and if everyone else is going to church and putting on a pretty dress on Sundays and and um, yeah. just doing that whole thing like it is easy to be accepted yeah. by everyone else which everyone wants to be accepted um and people people don't want to be lost and have to sit there and be like, oh, wait, what happens to me after I die? Yeah. People don't want to wonder. So if they're following a religion, whether it be Christianity, anything, right? Any uh-huh. sort of religion that talks about 
where what's going to happen after you die. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just easiness, comforting. Yeah, yeah. To have that. Easy, That's comforting. That's an old idea. That's People want to get wanted. People want to be wanted. People want to be wanted. Want to be wanted, yeah. And what makes me think, too, it's, like, so hard to... Which kind of grow up and realize, um, like who the friends you should hang out with, which which ones are good factors or not, um, you know, we kind of like to get accepted by who we're surrounded by, but sometimes we don't make that decision of choosing the people yeah. uh, who you want to be surrounded by. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course you can, but there's always like when you grow up, like your father and your your mother and the friends and from the school. Yeah. I remember I moved around a lot in school, so I had to really learn how to adapt really easily. Mm-hmm. So I had to learn how to like kind of pick and choose my friends, but forced to go to school, I was like, oh man, how do I, I don't like these people at all. Like, how do I make amends or be friends? Mm-hmm. So that's always fun to do. I, uh, like when I was in high school, I went to a public high school after Catholic school. Didn't yeah. have anyone there. Um, because all everyone else I went to Catholic school with went to Catholic high school, yeah. and uh, my parents they said you can you can choose where you want to go. You can go to pretty much any public high school you want to go to in the in the in Phoenix. Nice, so or, you decision. or you can go to Catholic school. But if you if you choose to go to the public school, we'll pay for your college. And I was like, what? fuck it, sign me up for public school. <laughs> I'm down. So yeah, college is expensive. Yeah, so I was like, "Fuck yeah!" I hate all these people in Catholic school. Like they're just so like each other. Yeah, I think everyone just was just so like pretentious. And I was different. Pre- pretentious. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I honestly was probably the pretentious one. Honestly, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like now, I look back at it like I was a dick in in uh, middle school because I was very athletic and I knew I was good. Yeah. I knew I was very good, and I wanted to beat everyone. I had a weird, I had weird stigmas, and that's good. I that's awesome. To be better. I was like extra confident at such a young age. Very aggressive. I wish I was like that when I was younger. <laughs> very aggressive. <laughs> nice. Um, so I, I wanted to go out and do my own thing. So high school, went to a school all on my own, um, and I forgot where we're going. Oh, just talking about school and how we are acquainted with people. Um, oh yes, yes, yes. But yeah, your transition from Catholic school. So transition to, to public Catholic, from, ca- from public high public, school, from Catholic middle school and elementary to public high school. Um, so I went, didn't know anybody, and I didn't really make too many friends my freshman year. Just a couple. I was pretty shy, pretty quiet. That's when I met my very best friend Angelica, and um, we're still best friends to this day. It's been ten years. So that's cool. That's awesome. But other than that, like, I guess my companionship, my, where I got my, I don't know, where I felt accepted was through sports. Yeah. I played volleyball first year, second year, softball first year and second year. And, that, like, confidence and, like, over-aggressiveness really transferred. Nice, That nice. first year of high school. Being very athletic. Yeah. Very, very, and, like, very cocky. Yeah. Very cocky, and it really like bit me in the ass. Really? Definitely, because um, I've I I know for a fact like my first year of high school I was not liked by that softball team. The whole team. I'm from what I hear, from what <laughs> I've been told, I I I wasn't because I I was I had a really bad attitude because I was a really great pitcher. Like I know I was. Still, I'll even say it to this day, I was the best pitcher 
on that team, and I shouldn't have been on that team. Um, but at that time, I was, like, so just so aggressive. I didn't give a shit about anyone else's feelings. <laughs> like, I was a bitch. So what do you mean that um, it bit you in the ass later? Just at that time? Because the next year, I, like, didn't, I didn't get a starting spot. I stopped progressing oh. in softball. I, like, really Did you plateau? Peaked. I plateaued when you I was plateaued? 16, I would say I plateaued in okay. softball. I kept getting better and better and better, faster, and then, nope. And then after that, I just plateaued. I couldn't reach speeds that I used to be able to. I got slower and slower, was less and less interested. Um, Instead of partying, huh? I didn't party. No? I didn't party at all. Oh, I have a good story. <laughs> I have a good part. This one's good. Um, so, so no partying. Um, the whole four years, I was the president of the Christian club. Wow. Look at that. The fellowship of Christian athletes. Because um, you went to Catholic school. You know, what's, Catholic you know school. what's going down. Yeah. Like, so, I know the verses, motherfuckers. Yeah, you listen to me. So, so the first year, I was like, fuck you guys. You don't know shit. Like, <laughs> I know everything about religion and Catholicism. Like, you guys are dumb. You're non-denominational I was born Christians. into this. I was <laughs> I know what I'm doing. So the first year, I was pretty into it. I, I I won't lie. I was pretty into it. I was like, I love God, like Jesus, like totally into it. Second year, still pretty into it. But I was mostly in it to be president of something. That's it. In it for yourself? I just wanted the, position, the, title. the title. Just the position and the title, which is dumb. But I was the president uh, in my, when I was eighth grade, yeah. Clove Campbell. It was still middle school, but. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's it's fun. It's fun to have a title and yeah. to like be involved with stuff. So and be a leader and rule with iron fist. Be a leader, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then um, junior and senior year, I was still the president, but I did not care about it at all. I yeah. started. I wasn't on my prude train anymore, <laughs> even though I was like, I didn't lose my virginity till I was seventeen and a senior. Had a boyfriend for a long time. And so that was fine, but there's still a lot of other shit you can do in high school, Yeah, obviously. So I was just kind of, I, um, I'd send nudes a lot, all the time. Pretty normal. Pretty normal. Pretty, pretty normal stuff. So, but I was still that president of the Christian club. So, (laughs) so I was like doing all this shit and then not, That's awesome. and then I was the president of the Christian club. (laughs) So even though, yeah, I wasn't having sex, but I still was not acting right. Yeah. So that was funny. Um, and then end of junior year, that's when I finally did it with my boyfriend at the time. That was fine. And then senior year, I was just like pretty focused on just tennis. I started playing tennis now. Yeah. Um, I should just play tennis. On tennis, school, getting ready for college. Yeah. That sort of thing. Prepping for college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, Fun stuff. And just keeping up my... So you Fellowship be, of Christian athletes. You being a, a lesbian. Yeah. How was losing your virginity to a guy? Like, did you know you, you're a lesbian? Like, did you make a decision right then? Like, ah, oh, this is not feeling right. I'm a lesbian. Or yeah, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you the the story here. So, I think I've known forever since I was probably nine years old. Okay. Oh wow. Obsessed with tits. Completely obsessed <laughs> with any of them. Like, I think I saw some once when I was nine. Yeah. Probably like somebody breastfeeding or something yeah. normal. And it just stuck And I saw to it you. and it stuck with me and I was like, man, I like that. I like that's <laughs> cool. And, and then I continued to be very like aggressive, overly confident, um, athletic. Didn't really think too much about it. And then 
as I was getting into high school, I started to have, like, feelings or thoughts about, like, women. Women Uh on TV, like, I'm like, wow, they're really pretty. Like, I never, I was never one of those girls that had posters on her walls. Yeah. Of boys. Actually, anything. I didn't have any posters. Neither did you know, neither did I. But I wouldn't. Like, I I still wouldn't even. Um, It's the kind of thing you do, yeah. Yeah. So, I, like, didn't, um... Okay, so... <laughs> so, I knew I was obsessed with, with titties. Yeah. Love, love I mean, who titties. doesn't? I mean... I love titties. If I could walk around with a tit in my mouth <laughs> all the time... Have that instead of a water my bottle? My girlfriend's. If I could <laughs> walk around with my girlfriend's titty in my mouth all the time, that would be the, the best. Stress relieving? I would know, be so they're just, happy. They're so healthy. Happy. It's nice. Um, I completely under, understand and <laughs> agree. <laughs> I, w- I think it would be great. Um, but anyway, so so then, like, high school, I'm growing up. I'm, like, 13, 14. I have... I know I, like, like this. Yeah. But I don't really put two and two together. I'm, I'm just, like, hmm, I think about this way more than boys or girls. I really didn't think about it. Yeah. And then high school, um, everyone's girl... Every girl's goal in high school is to get a boyfriend. Yeah. To be liked, to have what everyone else has so i mean i tried to do hmm, the this same is good to know yes i tried to do the same of course i tried <laughs> these to guys be are taking notes <laughs> normal yeah i tried to be normal and normal quote-unquote normal yeah air but you're right in now. that social environment so that social kinda, environment yeah. you just have to fit in i mean the lesbianism wasn't even a thought for me it, it was okay it, i take it back it was it it went across my mind but it wasn't a serious thought it wasn't a serious thought because I was like, I could never, I could never be that. That's not me. Yeah. My family would never accept that. Um, just a lot of, like, doubts about it. Was it I because think. you went to Catholic school and... No, not Did they really force, like, men with women only? No. No, they didn't? No, not... Oh, well. But they also didn't enforce same-sex either. Okay. But they also made it clear that it was an open environment. But I don't know if, like, any... At that time, like, okay. I don't think anyone was gay then. But, fun fact, I think five of the, or six maybe, six of the 24 people that I graduated with and are gay. <laughs> wow. Or bisexual. From and Catholic school or? From my Catholic school class that we oh. graduated with. So six out of 24, that is like 25%. That's, that's, yeah, that's pretty interesting. That's a lot. It's like a ton. But I just think that's really interesting. It is. Um, but, yeah, so s- through high school, I knew I had these feelings, still very strong, athletic. Um, I had I, the fir- one of the first things I remember where I was like, oh, shit, am I gay? Like, I don't know. So when I was 15, <laughs> um, I spent the night at my best friend in Helica's house for the first time. My parents never let me spend the night anywhere. Anywhere. This was the very first time. And it was for a birthday party, so there were a ton of other girls there, which is why I think they allowed me to go, because it wasn't just me. So they let me go, and and Helga and I were sleeping together, just as normal girls do. Mm -hmm. And I remember having, like, this super compelling urge to, like, kiss her. Like, I wanted to kiss her. Yeah. But then I was like, no, I can't. Like, she'll hate me. Like, I... I've never lived, lived down. Like, I've just got to let it go. So then I just let it go. Uh-huh. I just let it go. I didn't talk about it. Nothing. But I knew I had that feeling. Um, and then junior junior and senior year, I, I started dating my boyfriend, my ex-boyfriend, Luis. 
mm-hmm. um, who I'm still, uh, actually, we're not friends right now. <laughs> okay. Not. Okay. We can talk about that later. Uh, but um, so no more. But. So no more. But so I dated him. It was good. It was. I I do think I I loved him at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I it felt good to have somebody is yeah. somebody who would do what I wanted. <laughs> oh yeah. Really. Did you and wear the pants in the relationship? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. It makes sense because you grew up very athletic, very you know, very dominating, like, very confident. Yes. So your alpha. Mm-hmm. Oh, alpha, yes. So, I mean, that relationship was it was good, but I was in full control, and I think that's what I really loved about it. Oh wow! Um, but we still had a great time. Like I'll I'll cherish it. Like yeah. it's it was a good it was a relationship. Yeah. It was nice, um, but I think I really fell in love with being dominant. Wow! Being able to dominate and um, and have someone who would do anything for me okay like I really I really loved that and I like that power structure you know yeah. or that role the role reversal I guess <laughs> yeah sorry please <laughs> but it, it is what it is it is what it is it's... and um so I I broke up with him a few times while we were dating which I, I shouldn't if I knew what I knew now, like, I wouldn't, like, hurt someone like that. Yeah, play yeah. With their heart. Yeah, you got to live and learn. You got to live you know? and learn, though. But I did, and um, at the end of high school, I broke up with him so that I could go to college and kind of be promiscuous because that's just what I wanted to do. I was, like, yeah. super down to do it. Um, and then this one, um, this was start. This was kind of a huge thing for me. I don't talk about it much because it was pretty minor. Yeah. But it was the summer... So I went to college, right? Uh-huh. So I had my freshman year of college. I slept with a few guys, and it was fine. I fucked them, kicked them out of my house because yeah. I was like, "Get out!" Like yeah. I don't want just you. Just doing your promiscuous thing. I'm just yeah. doing this. Like it feels good. I, I knew I liked to have sex. Like that's fine, and but I never wanted to talk to them or like hang out with them or cuddle or any of that. Yeah. I didn't yeah. even want to look. Like Did the emotional intimate stuff? No, the emotional intimacy wasn't there. Okay. It just wasn't there. Yeah. And I didn't think anything of it. I was just like, okay, it's not the right guy. Whatever. Yeah. But um, the summer after my freshman year, I came back to Phoenix to work. Um, I worked at Kohl's. And a girl who I worked with was bisexual. And she told me that she was and I was like I might like girls too like I was just like exploring it yeah. you know I was like oh maybe me too whatever yeah. so in this promiscuous stage in life she kind of like helped open up the option like oh bisexual and sort of bisexual came into your brain like oh that's yeah oh okay yes so yeah that came into my brain and I was like oh okay hmm so we hung out a lot. We would go out to eat all the time. Um, we never kissed, never did anything. We held hands once at the movies, but that was Very special. groundbreaking. <laughs> that was groundbreaking because I was like, wow, I like this. This feels good. Like, so you didn't rush cool. into women? like Didn't yeah. rush into it, no. Started off it, with holding hands. It and took just a while. Like, Started out with holding hands. Very nice. And, um, and then I did have one of my first like experiences with a girl. Pretty soon after that, um, I had a threesome with oh, wow. some good friends and a boy, a guy and a girl. And that was super fun. And I wanted <laughs> to do it again, but um, she wasn't down for it. It was, a, it was a really like one time thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, but that was like my first girl on girl, like experience, experience. I loved it. 
Um, wow. And so then, your first girl and girl, of course, the guy had to be in the way, but yeah, he was that, there. That was, was something super, very new for you. Very new. Not much happened. It was mostly just because there were a lot of rules. I mean, with that type of thing, you have to have rules and guidelines of what you can and cannot do. And um, so it was basically just like rolling around, making out. Okay. Which was enough. That was like a new thing that I'd never done before. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, hell yeah. Like, this is good. I love titties in my face. Like, <laughs> yes. So, Been um, missing out on these titties my whole life. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> damn, I love titties. So then um, then I was like, all right, I kind of, maybe I'm bi. Yeah. So then I'm like, all right, maybe I'm bisexual. So I, I'm still in school, not partying too much, but I kind of would go to house parties and stuff. And, yeah. And um, I met this girl in my... I had a King Arthur class. And she and I just clicked. Yeah. Right away. We we clicked. We knew Isn't we were that friends. nice? Once you guys just click right away. You just away click with, with somebody. Yeah. Kind of like you and I. Like when you find somebody that you click with. Yeah. You know? And I was like, oh, this is cool. She's my only friend. I had suspicions that she was a lesbian, but I really didn't like know. Yeah. And I didn't think of her that way. But we just left it. We went the whole semester not talking about it, not doing anything. We were just good class buddies. Nice. Fun stuff. You know, you have your class buddy. I see her again at a party where I was at, and I was like, oh, my God, here you are. And she was, like, rubbing my leg, and I was like, I'm uncomfortable. Like, people are here. I was at that stage where I was, like, uncomfortable, not ready yet. Okay. Not comfortable with it myself. You being, like, just publicly known? Being publicly, okay. and, and I wasn't sure Committing like, it to yourself? Yeah. Okay. So, and she was really drunk. She's, she was an ex-alcoholic. She's sober now, but... Good for um, her, but so she was filling up on you on the party. So she was filling up on up on me at a party, and I was like, "You need to stop. Like, if you were a guy, I would Dang. not allow this. Like, you can't okay, do well, this." Okay, that's good. Even so if yeah, a guy. and I was like, "You can't do this. Like, whatever." So then we started. We hung out a few times, and we kissed. Um, that was my first like sit down make out with a girl sesh. Nice. And I was like, "I like this. This is good. Like, this feels really nice." And um, and then we, I was a real pillow princess with her. Yeah. Yes. Because I was scared. Yeah. I mean, it, no one... Your first actual girl experience? My like, first actual girl experience, yeah, where I was like, she would do a lot to me. I wouldn't reciprocate because I was intimidated. Yeah. It, it's intimidating, like, going down or planning on going down on a girl. Um, <laughs> You're telling me. It's intimidating <laughs> stuff. But... It's not that it's gross or, like, anything like that, but it's new and different. Yeah. Just like if, if I was a teenager and I was like, oh, I've never sucked a dick before like yeah. that's intimidating too yeah even just same, losing your virginity in the same way yeah. everything so we didn't do too much um her and i and she and i her and i <laughs> we didn't do too much um and then we moved on um we just kind of stopped hanging out yeah. she was she had somebody else like i wasn't serious because i was still like exploring I was still trying to be normal and make my family proud and find a boyfriend to bring home and I just wasn't finding it yeah wasn't finding it I was just it seems like she gave you a little up. spark but of she like, gave me that little spark you know that yeah. I can do this and then I met Sheridan hmm. this bitch this <laughs> super like just a user just a real user of other people they're a out crazy there. like soulless redhead and very hot very sexy yeah. Um, but she was my first like full experience where we did everything to each other, and that was eye opening, mm -hmm. super eye opening. I think did you feel I was reborn? twenty. Huh? Did you feel reborn? I felt at home. At home. Oh, nice. I felt at home. Um, 
that's when I was like, damn, I think I'm gay. Because, <laughs> yeah, guys is fine. You know, it's yeah. fine. Yeah. But I don't want to talk to them. I don't want to cuddle with them. I don't really want much you more. You don't care to be intimate with from them. them. I can't be intimate with yeah. them. Really in any capacity other than, like, sex. But even that's not... That's just a physical sex drive. Sex is not intimate. Yeah. Yeah. Not if... I mean, you can make it intimate. It but can be. But it's, yeah, if you're just trying to get the urges out, yeah, it totally makes then sense. Then it's not. So I was like, oh, this feels so normal, like with Sheridan. I'm like, this is nice. Like, I I can do this. But then I, then I was at the stage where, all right, I'm only going to sleep with girls, but I never have a relationship one, with one. Mm. Um, <laughs> I'm still going to keep trying for guys. Yeah. Keep trying, keep trying. I think just because that was like just ingrained in your head. That was just ingrained like, in my just, head. That's like, what you knew when I you were I have raised. to do this. Yeah, I was always like, and then as I was getting older, I was 21, 22, I was like, I could never come out. Like, I could never come out with a girl. I better just enjoy it now. Mm-hmm. Just enjoy what I have and let it go and marry. Oh, man. Me. So you're still not like fully accepting you yeah, know, the I was decision like, to be gay. Just Yeah. And it, how old were you at this time? It stuff? wasn't. 20, probably 21. 21? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. 20 and 21 actually 20 and 21 and um and then I reached I would say this the whole time I was 21 was like one of the best times ever oh yeah because I could age yeah (laughs) I could bed like any girl I wanted any girl I wanted I could have sex with her just with my like confidence that's what got me there like my confidence got me there my I wasn't even that persistent just very confident, very confident, very straightforward. Like and women love that. Women, women love, love that confidence. Shit. Um, and I wasn't serious. I wasn't serious at all. I was just like one after the other. For a week, I had five different girls like during the week, and I wanted <laughs> wow. to. I wanted us all to hang out, but no one wanted to do that. <laughs> I was like, like fuck you guys. They're <laughs> like, fuck you, Sam, you bitch. So, um, so I did that, and I was also drinking a lot. Um, Downtown, I was 21. Yeah, I 21 age. was drinking a ton and just going out, getting crazy, hooking up with girls, picking up girls downtown. And then at that time, I was starting to realize, like, I don't want guys at all. Like, <laughs> I, want, I want girls. Yeah. Like, I like the feeling. I like being dominant over these chicks. Like, I felt dominant over them, and yeah. I liked that, like, position of power. And... Um, so then, as I turned, I, ju- I had just turned 22, mm-hmm. I met my first um, girlfriend, like, real girlfriend. Yeah. And I'll speak briefly on that. Um, but that was a very tumultuous relationship that tore me apart, and I'm still recovering from, but I'm coming to the end of it. Um, but I guess at the end of the day, I'm grateful that I had the experience, because yeah. I got that hard one out of the way. Um, that's good, yeah. That's all I'll say about that. Um, but yeah, you you live and you learn. Yeah, you live and you learn. You just gotta have that one bad one that's yeah. going to just fuck you over. Yeah. And sometimes a lot of people just have just bad relationships, happen. but mm-hmm. yeah, you, you still could learn from it and learn how to, to make different decisions out of that. I, I'm not in the same boat. Just I had not a horrible relationship, but it's like like oh shit, like we definitely not for each other. It was very toxic, but there's still that bond, the connection that holds us. Um, because whether we like it or not, I think we still feel for the person. And then we just kind of come to terms of learning. Like, all right, you just got to see with it, appreciate it. And yeah. Throughout you time, to take it or just, leave it you know, wither away. Mm-hmm. But and that's good. Yeah. So, but that was like your first 
that was my first like mature relationship. Mature you're, you're happy with her. You you're you know you're happy being gay. Are yeah, you out of the closet now or like how did I that was happen? Happy being gay. I was. She and I had been dating for, I think, ten months on and off. And um, I came out to my parents. And it was easy. It was okay. Not e- okay. It wasn't easy. I'll never say it was easy. Okay. It was easier for me because of what she looked like. Um, she had long blonde hair. She was cute. She was small. Okay. So it was easy to bring her to my parents. So this is how I did it. I, <laughs> <laughs> my, um, my mom and my brother and my sister. And my brother and sister, by the way, had known for... They've known for a long time yeah. before that. Maybe a year, two years before that. I told them that I was seeing women and that I might be gay. And um, so I bring... So my mom, my brother, and my sister are here in Flagstaff. So they were in Flagstaff at this hotel. They invited us up to come hang out. I walk into the room and I'm like, Mom, hey... This is my girlfriend. Just like that. And just... I introduced her, and I was like, here she is. And my mom was like, oh, yay. And then, like, hugged her and then, like, went to the bathroom. And then I was like, I looked at my ex, and I was like, wow, she took that really well. That was great. This is good. I'm like, this is <laughs> awesome. So then we're, like, having a good night. Everything's great. They like each other. Everything's good. Wow. And then um, we're at dinner, and my ex goes to the restroom. And then my mom goes... What what did you mean by that earlier? And I was like, she's my girlfriend. We've been dating for a while. <laughs> That's when you had to break it down. Yeah, to I was her. like, she's like your friend, girl. And I was like, mm, no. no. <laughs> like we sleep together. We're dating each other romantically. It was easy to tell my mom. Like I knew my mom would be accepting, of course. Okay. She just was a little oblivious. She didn't see it coming at all. And um, and then I had asked her to tell my dad, please, and she did. And everything was fine. Yeah. My dad had a lot of questions. I think my dad just more wanted to understand it. And he probably still doesn't understand it. Yeah. Which sucks. But that's okay. He's he's good and he really loves my new girlfriend. And awesome. Everything's going well. Um, and then within the next year after that, I started coming out to more and more of my family. And I have since come out to everyone. Nice. As well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't use the word lesbian for their sake. Okay. Because I feel like it'll freak them out. Like, I don't say, I'm a lesbian, guys. Yeah. I usually just say, I'm dating a woman. Okay. Or I'm dating this person. But I, mean, I do believe I'm a lesbian. Yeah. You're breaking it down for them. That word, breaking to, it down for them. Because, yeah. I mean, I still want to respect them and still want to make them feel... I don't want to make them uncomfortable. Yeah. So, if it's easier for them to accept no word or no <laughs> mention of the word lesbian, because yeah. that freaks people out. It's, it's weird how it's it is. kind of a dirty word. I never now. knew that. I, it has been like it's just like a weird, cringy word yeah. for some people. So I try not to use it. Um, and all of my family has been really accepting that I know of. That I don't know how they feel behind closed doors or in their head. I don't know. Oh, nice. But so no open. But everyone's shown me love fiction. and acceptance, and that's been great, except for my dad's parents. Um, oh wow. And I understand it. They're old school. They're they're in their late sixties. Okay. They're Hispanic. Not okay, so way older. Ter- and not terribly religious, which makes it hard for me to understand why yeah. what the big deal is. But um, everyone says that they'll never come around, but I think they will. Yeah. Eventually, it's been it's been about a year and a half since I told them. Yeah. And and I think 
Ah, they're they're. I think they're gonna be okay. Yeah. I just hope I can bring my woman around. Yeah. Her name is Michelle, and I love her. Yeah, I had some when my uh, when my uncle became open about his relationship and his How sexuality. How did he tell your family? Well, um, he slowly started bringing this guy. Around. I was a kid, but he sort of slowly started bringing this guy around. And I mean, I was young and dumb. I didn't put two and two together until he told me like, "Oh yeah, I'm gay." I'm like, "Oh yeah, okay, that's cool. Yeah, I'm bi too." <laughs> Just being like, he was like yeah. one of the role models, but like. I didn't put two together, like, he's gay, actually having him as a partner and lover and everything. Yeah. And so, but after, like, my grandmother, like, starved herself in a room for, like, a week. Because <gasps> oh, she, yeah, was super religious. she was super religious. She was super religious. And she just could not accept it. Like, she was very hard for her. So, the whole family, they kind of knew, I guess. Um, my I guess my mother said she knew. My aunt, she didn't really know, but it is what it is. Like... She knew he was his own man, and uh, he was having a job, doing his own thing, and mm. he still had a good head on his shoulders, and so yeah. the family was very accepting, except my, my grandmother. But after so long, she eventually came around and just kind of accepted that the world she used to know is not what it seems to be anymore. It's just a change throughout generations, because mm-hmm. she's actually from a small town in Mexico, uh, Pueblo, or Puebla, somewhere okay. over there, and so... She took it hard, but she eventually came around through time, and I don't know, just my, my, I mean, he was the youngest, so I think just because he's still a baby, being yeah. the youngest, she eventually just gave in and just, maybe she doesn't understand it, but she eventually broke and just took it back in and started eating and stopped starving herself. <laughs> Start, started <laughs> yeah. eating again. And then now it's just like a, you know, it's normal, it's a thing, you know, we have huge events Families coming in for you know holidays. That's what everyone wants is to bring their lover in and, yeah. and especially for like big and family them, holidays. Yeah, and have them like be a part of the family. Like when I first came out, I didn't think I'd be able to bring her around. My ex at the time, I was like, I I don't know if I'm gonna be able to bring her around to my extended family. But then as time went on, like I was like, oh, I want to. Like yeah. so then I had to start coming out to more people. I bring her around, and it was fine. Um, but with my grandparents, I still can't bring, like, my girlfriend to, yeah. like, anything oh, around wow. them, which really sucks, because then that drives me, it's like, hey, I want to do all these family-oriented things, like, I want to go to baseball games mm-hmm. with everybody, and, and have birthday parties, and do everything just like my cousins get yeah. to with their boyfriends, and I just want to be like everyone else, you know, yeah. and they're... And I, I, it's still not happened yet, but I, th- I hope it happens soon. And it might have to take just me not giving a shit and yeah. and just doing it anyway, which sometimes you have to do. I mean, sometimes I'm, that's exciting. I'm old enough. I'm, I'm <laughs> break almost, the ice and just I'm almost head 25. First. Like, yeah. yeah, just just dive in. Um, but yeah, just I just want to be like everybody else. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think you know everybody does. Yeah, that social acceptance is you know yeah. very crucial. And I'm lucky. Like I feel like I've. I'm very privileged um, because of the way I look, the way I speak, the, my dress, the way the way I dress, the way the you way, present yourself, the way I present it. myself yeah. is very like acceptable. Like yeah. I look, I look just like any other girl. Mm-hmm. I don't really strike people as a lesbian. No, yeah. They, they my, don't. My know. gator is pretty good though. You, okay, <laughs> maybe you knew. You probably knew. I don't know. 
Um, just because of my my sister's gay too, my uncle. So, um, but yeah, it's a it's a different community, and just still some people that are you know kind of yeah. not used to it. It's very hard for them. It's to It's surprising accept. how many people are yeah, not right? used to it and not okay with it, or how many people aren't around gay people. Yeah. They are. They are. They've got to be. Yeah. Um, but they don't know it yet. <laughs> yeah. And some people just got to suck it up. Just like it's, if you don't want to understand it, don't understand it. But yeah. you still got to accept it because yeah, for real. other people feel like that and they're not doing any harm to anybody. Yeah. And I think about it like I, when I, um, lately when I've been smoking weed, I have been like kind of seeing myself from an outside perspective or like thinking about the things that Third I'm point doing. point of view. I like yeah, it. Yeah, different I like point it. of view um, <laughs> where I'm like, why am I, like I'll be, um, I'll be kissing my girlfriend. I'll be like making out on the couch. And I'm like, God, humans are so weird. We're, <laughs> we're like, oh, we are weird. We're licking each other on our mouths and like sucking on each other's mouths and touching their skin like yeah that's weird like i'm looking at it and i'm like weird like why and then i think more i think more broad more broader broad yeah um and i take away like i stop thinking about religion like societal constructs and anything and i just think of us as ants yeah and i'm like what if we're fucking ants (laughs) why should anyone give a shit if two girl ants are fucking each other and if two boy ants are fucking each other no one would give a shit because we're literally just a speck of dust floating around. Yeah. We're nothing. Like, yeah. we're really just this thing. We have a brain. hmm And we're aware. Yeah. But we're really nothing. So all On this, On the grand like, scheme of things. In the grand scheme of things. So all this bullshit about, like, dress and gender and society. Social constructs. Social constructs. They don't mean a damn thing. No. Yeah. And, you, and, and that helps me, like keep pushing through and have hope yeah. that someday like my family will be completely accepting yeah I also I mean it's it's very fascinating how I guess it forces people to think a different way like just kind of being comfortable with our social construct like something that's you know not familiar like being gay and having sexual relations with the same sex it's so fascinating how some people think it's just like, oh my God, like, that cannot be. And just, it yeah. blows up their mind. It blows our mind. And it blows like, my oh mind. And like, like, why can't you think out of the box to It to blows my mind that. that way too. Like, it's how like, could... They're not seeing that third point of view of like... They're not seeing it. They're just like, oh God, like, I... I'm so straight. I don't know. Yeah. You know what it's, I mean? It's hard to narrow hard down from that perspective. It's hard to that, like, this, yeah. that two women or two men or two trans people or like any some anyone that's in other anybody that's in other can um live a different way than they do i think it's also a really good example uh if people want to stay strict on the bible perspective is that the body is a vessel the body is just uh, a machine it's a mechanism it's a vehicle it's not your identity and that's i think the separation that some people can't make um, and so I love when it is forced upon people to kind of have a, a different approach to practice their perspective. Mm-hmm. That's why my podcast is Practice Perspective oh, Podcast. Oh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Here we are. Trying to help people practice their perspective because it is very hard. But I also like uh, the example of the body is just a vessel. We identify with it. Mm-hmm. If you want to kind of become more aware, 
you don't have to identify with the body, which is actually really hard. I think psychedelics really help with that. That's very hard not yeah. to identify, not to identify with, the body. with your body. Yeah. And just uh, what do you feel on the inside and kind of mm-hmm. promote that. Uh, but a little bit of a, a little bit of a, a segue, just because I want to get your perspective more of kind of like realizing like, all right, you know, you like women. Mm-hmm. This is what you like and that dominating factor. Because I myself am just so mesmerized and attracted to women, just like you are. We had these yeah. great conversations at yeah. work, just like we love being, women. Like, you're like, oh, did you check her out? She's so beautiful, like, mm-hmm. just lovely. Of course, I'm a guy, I always get like, oh, you're just generalizing, objectifying women. And I'm like, I'm not trying to, but mm-hmm. it's kind of. And I do it too. Yeah. Like, I don't. <laughs> it's kind of hard not to when you're just mesmerized by, by the beauty. Right. Yeah. You can appreciate, I can appreciate, like, any beautiful woman yeah. that walks by or whatever. Um, what do you think it is about women loving that confident aspect of a person? Not necessarily a, a man or a woman, just that, that confidence. Like, what, why does that arouse women to, for them to be captivated and be attracted to that? Do you know? Um, but for me, I think, um, I think I'm really attracted to a woman that's, strong confident knows what she wants because i i don't like to wait around i don't like to not know what's happening next right i don't like to guess so if i so i'm very attracted to other women who um have a plan who have goals things like that so i i just think women are more they're more emotionally intelligent yes this is true they are and <coughs> I don't give men the time of day in that way, in, in the way that it is like, um, learning about them to become romantically involved. Like, I just like, don't care yeah. women. I will, <laughs> you're like all offended. <laughs> no, I'm very don't, sensitive don't right get offended. now. <laughs> you're, you'll be okay. I'm a sensitive guy over here. Okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that really attracts me to women because I like to go, go, go. You know, I like to know what's next. Well, you being like, from the, or nothing. you being an alpha, yeah. you like to dominate. Yeah. Um, Sexually, mentally, just having that companion, that partner. Uh, so you're saying that you also love confident women and what they want? Or just in confidence in general, you think that's what girls like? Just them taking initiative? Both. I think both. And I would say, like, my... So my first relationship with a woman, um, so with my ex... So I've only had three relationships in my life, just for... Reference. Uh, reference. So my boyfriend, Luis, in high school... My ex, the woman who shall not be named, <laughs> and um, my current girlfriend, Michelle. Very nice. Now, the ex, I, um, that relationship was really alpha and what is the non-dominant one? Beta. We talked about this earlier. Oh, beta? Yeah. Nah, I don't know. Or at the end of the alphabet, I guess it will be omega, alpha yeah. and the omega. She was absolutely less confident than yeah. me. Yeah? Way less confident. I could take control always in any way um but at the end of the day it turned out she had all the control and, and i just <laughs> didn't know it because yeah, women are very smart and cunning and manipulative, and manipulative very um but i mean in the relationship like i was able to make all the plans and and control her physically like yeah. during sex like i i was able to do that and i really enjoyed that um but now i'm with and that that one she was an Aquarius. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really into that. Yeah. I'm really into astrology, her astrological sign. 
horoscopes. Um, and Scorpio, I'm a Scorpio. Scorpio and Aquarius are like the worst match in the zodiac. Yeah. Like the worst one ever, which makes sense as to why like it was so toxic. Yeah, you experienced the I worst. I experienced yeah. the worst. And um, so she was just a, a, more timid. I would say very timid. Mm-hmm. Now, my current girlfriend is a Scorpio as well. And she and I are, I think we've met our match. Yeah. Like we're both equally as dominant. And we both want control all the time. Did so you we, uh, look up the compatibility? And yes. <laughs> it's Scorpio Scorpio is, um, it's either amazing or terrible. Hmm. Sex is obviously amazing. Like yeah. it's fantastic. It gets better and better every single time. Love it. Uh-huh. Now, where the bad parts come in, I think it's we're both stubborn. We can be stubborn. Yeah. We can be moody, and we um, aren't. We're still learning. We're still in the process. Yeah. It's pretty new, um, but we're very similar. Yeah. With that confidence and that aggressiveness. So you guys occasionally bump heads. We occasionally bump heads. Yeah, we do, we do, just on little things, anything. That makes Um, sense. But at the end of the day, we really like complement each other as well. So. So things are going good. Sounds great. Things are going real good. Yeah. Yeah. But that's yeah, that's pretty exciting. You, but you don't use horoscope as a the deciding factor, do you? No. To who you want to be committed in relationship with, or no, no, I wouldn't if. Because I, I love that one, shit, like, too. Like, it's, when I you read it, shit. it's like, like... You're like, oh, shit, that's me. Like, basic yeah. fact. That's totally me. Um, but, no, I mean, if someone... Well, maybe now, with my experience. <laughs> like, I, I'd say, like, after that, if if I had, like, matched with someone or met someone yeah. who was an Aquarius again, I might have canceled them out. And I might have yeah. just, like, said no. Like, yeah. because, I, because I had experienced... Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, if if horoscopes are fucking true, I'm fucked again, yeah. and I can't. So thankfully, I didn't run into that. Well, I could have. Um, in that mean, in that period of um, moving on from my ex and getting into my new relationship, there were a lot of other girls. Um, yeah. And right off the bat, I know if I like someone, right yeah. away. Do you would you say that is a lot in girls? Like they just know right away who they like. Is that just like a, a, a feminine aspect or is it just you? I don't know. It might be just me. Yeah? Some people are more um, more open to giving people a chance, I would say. Maybe more than me. I don't know, though. <laughs> those people are less confident or those women. Just what you're exposed just to in with my, your friends and your girlfriends. Yeah. My experience, like, I, this is my philosophy. If I, if I don't like you very much... Like you I make will, it known. Yeah, I make it. I make it known. Like we didn't like Chase that much. The yeah, you're right. When podcast. I didn't like Chase, I was like, "Fuck this guy!" Like I yeah. hate him. I'm like, you know what? You know what? Yeah, I think you're right. He's just. We both were not into Chase right away. Yeah. No. Yeah. But now he's my best bud. Now he's a great guy. Now we know he's a great guy. He sits in your spot now. No way. Yeah. Dang! If someone took my spot, he would be the one. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad he took that spot. Yeah, and he said something so Walter today. He said. If I get another g I gotta get that Jers. Jers? He the said Jers. You would say Jers. I didn't say Jers. I feel like you would have. I don't know. But, uh. <laughs> so, nice. what were we talking about? Uh, horoscopes? Horoscopes, deciding factors. Um. Uh, I don't know. We're all over the place. We're, we are I all love over conversations place, like this. This but, is uh, good. Oh, the, the girls, my philosophy. So, my philosophy is like, if I go on a first date with a girl, I know 
right off the bat. Basically, as soon as she walks up, yeah. I know if I'm gonna like her or not. Oh yeah, or if it's on like first dates, immediately. Yeah, I I know. Now, if I don't like her, I'll fuck her right away, <laughs> like immediately. Yeah. Like I will get drunk and and better and have a great time. Yeah, and then from Just there, enjoy the moment as it goes on. Yeah, and yeah. if if that continues and we keep sleeping together, cool. But I'm never like invested in them like yeah. i would never think to like try okay you know i would just make it all about sex now if i do like them if i do find that i like a woman yeah i will not do that i won't try to sleep with her i will be on my best behavior all at all times yeah. be a good listener be because yeah. it's something serious reciprocate something more, yeah. in conversation like don't talk too much because i've made that mistake before i've learned like <laughs> I've, I've talked too much on first dates. Yeah. And those have ruined it for me. For other people. Like there have been other women I've gone out on dates with that ghosted me. And it was probably because I talked too much. Or maybe I was ugly that day. I don't know. <laughs> it could have been anything. There could be many factors. But um, yeah, that's like my philosophy. If I like if I like you, I'm going to hold off. And I'm so glad I did. Like my current girlfriend and I, we waited I think two months. Wow. Which is quite a while. That's such a long time. That's such a long time. Yeah. So we waited until like I was all clear from my past situation. Yeah. And I'm so glad that we did because it just made it that much better, that much more special. It's yeah. true. It is more special if you wait for it. Yeah. And um, you can and just now, tell you feel it's very. And now intuitive. we're doing great, and it's it's because I knew that I liked her the very the moment she walked in. Yeah. Would you say women? Are more sexually active than guys? Um, or would you say it's pretty similar? I think some some are yeah. more sexually active. They want to. Like, they want to have sex yeah. more. But... Because uh, I'm yeah, just kind of... I, I would say so. I, yeah. would, I would say yes. But the difference, like, between lesbian sex and straight sex... Straight sex lasts, what, 20 minutes? If that, <laughs> that's a long time. Oh, uh, yeah. Exactly. Isn't 20 minutes a long time for you? <laughs> I don't know. Definitely not a long time. I, I'm okay. not trying to boast over here, but... All right, my sister told me, like... <laughs> okay, I, I guess that's I pretty laughed, average, uh, I laughed 20 minutes. so hard. My sister, she told me the other day, she's like, me and whatever, her little boyfriend, um, she's like, we had sex for so long. I'm so tired. And and Michelle and I were like, how, how long was it? Like an hour? And she's like... 20 minutes. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, buddy. Like, oh, you buddy. Don't know. Yeah. Um, so, so girls, like, um, I would say we have sex less, less often. Less often. Um, less often. But, but when, you when it happens, you. it's very long it's and a, very it's, exhausting. It's a goddamn fucking three day ceremony. It's basically a three day ceremony. Yes. It's, that's, I think that's the way it should be done. Like, it, it is. It it's, should be, that's the way it should be, I guess, undertook. Three-day ceremony. Yes, it's yeah. very... It's something you have to be ready for. <laughs> I mean, you don't really have to be I mean, ready for it. But yeah. you, you... You know your partner, the compatibility. You know there's, you've got to have stamina. There's got to be endurance. Oh, yeah. you got to make sure you have light meal, but you got to have Yeah, it's got to have water next yeah. to the bed because you're going to be Candles choking. Got, yeah. I never realized just... Um, just reminiscing on my young, dumb years, I can see, like... Yeah, I definitely had those those guy problems where it's just like one pump chump, 20 minutes, and then just like bending over backwards to satisfy the woman, but yeah. couldn't really, you know, keep up my stamina. 
It's because everyone's just kind of floating yeah. around, not knowing what to do. No, yeah. And, and not You hear all attention. these ideas, you're bombarded by these perspectives and you views. You see porn, you're influenced by porn, you're like... Hit it, and then in, and just do what, you know, what you're supposed to do. You just insert. So you just hump it, and then you <laughs> go. Like, that's... Yeah. There's so many, like, garbage that doesn't really thoroughly teach you the connection of entering a woman or having, you know, that intimate sex with somebody, right. so... I think there's a big difference of once you learn that. Yeah, there could be 20 minutes for some people, maybe most straight people, and then a three-day ceremony. It could be. Maybe I'm being a little <laughs> presumptuous, but... <laughs> I mean, everybody's on these different chapters of life, yeah. but... And I mean, uh, couples, as they, they're they together longer, I'm sure their like, sex life has progressed. And, oh, yeah. And they have sex for longer. But I would say on like every time I would do it with a woman... It would last pretty long. Yeah. Because it has to. Because there's so many things you have to do. Yes, there is so many things. There's so many things you have to do and so much equipment that you don't have. So you have to make up for it in other ways. And um, I bring my own equipment, it's attached to me. I bring, I I have (laughs) my very bougie coach bag. Oh, wow. Coach isn't really bougie anymore. Expedient bag to, you know, coach isn't really bougie anymore, but it, it used to be. So I have this big coach bag, and it's full of just fun toys. Fun toys. Like great stuff. And um, so, that, so that's great. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. I oh, mean, that must be a whole different world I'm just not used to. That's just... It is. It's so fun. Yeah? It's super fun. I ha- <laughs> You're like, talk about it. Tell me more. Tell me more. Well, how does it make it fun? It's super fun because uh, there, there are a few things I have. I have a huge... I have a huge double-ended dildo. <laughs> I saw that Snapchat, yeah. That. Yes, and it's so funny. It's it, I actually originally bought it, yeah, so I could have sex with it. Of course. With another girl. Yeah, you know, but also because it. it's like so huge and like floppy and <laughs> silicone. And I had, I had finally gotten a smartphone at the time. So I was like, oh my God, I can totally take a slow-mo video <laughs> of me throwing this thing off the stairwell. And I did, and it was super funny. And, like, I would throw it against the wall, and it would, like, flop everywhere. It was the best. So it's hilarious. Um, that one's super fun, <laughs> and it helps using it with, with my partner. Yeah. It, um, it just helps you, like, be more connected. Like, yeah. and actually yeah. have that feeling yeah. of, like, insertion, penetration, yeah. without, like... Any of without us having to have a penis, which yeah. is cool. You guys, you know, so we you just do we your can own do ways. it. Yeah, but it definitely adds to that intimacy. Um, mm-hmm. A story, <laughs> sidetracked <laughs> about that dildo. It's a double-ended dildo. Yeah. So okay, so I bought it when I, I think I was twenty-one. Um, I came down to Phoenix, and I had lived in Flagstaff at the time. Came down to Phoenix, went to Castle Mega Store with my friend, <laughs> and I bought it. And I also bought pasties with it. You know what pasties are, right? Like they go on your nipples. Oh, those those pasties. Little okay. like stickers. Yeah. I bought rainbow heart pasties. Now I put this stuff in the bag, so I have this. It's a fifteen inch dong, is what this thing fucking says. <laughs> Jeez. I put it in the bag. I put the um, pasties in the bag too, in this black bag from Castle. Put it in there. Yeah. Put the receipt in there too. And then I, like, got back to my parents' house, and I shoved the dildo in my backpack. 
and I called it a day. I was like, all right, I'm good. I got the dildo in my backpack. This is good. I'm good to go. And I forgot the bag and the receipt and the nipple pasties in my mom's car because I was driving no. her car at the time. And then I like was getting ready to go back to Flagstaff that day, searched the car. Like mm-hmm. I searched everywhere for this bag. I was like, where is it? Like I have no idea. Oh, no. Could not find it. Months passed. Months. Jeez. Where I couldn't find it. And my sister texted me a picture, and I still have it. It's a picture of the receipt and the pasties on my bed. And my sister texts me, hey, mom left this on your bed. <laughs> and I like zoom in, on the, I zoom in on the fucking receipt. And it says, it says double-ended dawn, 15 <laughs> inches. Oh, my God. And I was like, man. So she definitely mom, saw the receipt. Yeah, I was like, man, if my mom doesn't know I'm gay now, like, <laughs> I don't know if she's going to get oh it. Oh, my God. Like, that, that was pretty. Yes. Like, that, that's a good in mothers, they read receipts. They they do that. Yeah, but if she didn't think anything of it, I'm like, hmm. Yeah. Maybe you haven't seen any porn, mom. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Wow. That's so that was one of my that was, that was a good time. Um, I can talk about when I uh, when I got catfished. You got catfished? Yeah. Oh yeah. By uh, two teens. Oh yeah, I remember you telling me about that. Mm-hmm. That was when we first started talking. That was when we first started That's talking. First that was one of the stories that really bonded us, I yeah, think. Or bonded me and like a lot of other people. Yeah. I think yeah. I'm pretty popular on the on the squad. Yeah. Just kidding. I don't know. I'm sure you are. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. That's some fam. <laughs> um but so so um a couple of years ago, probably like two years ago, two and a half, um, I was on Tinder, doing my thing, fucking around. Yeah, swiping. Matched yeah. with a girl on there. We were talking for months. She never FaceTimed me, like, wouldn't meet me. Like, all the clear signs that this is not a real person. Yeah. But I'm an idiot, and I kept going along with it. I sent nudes. I was like, we'll hang out one day. You're great. I like you. Like, yeah. This is hot. And then I <laughs> and then uh, I was in Phoenix for Mother's Day yeah. that year. So, so I guess it was around this time. And the girl, she, I forgot what name she was. Uh, I think it was Gabby. Gabby. And she's like, you should come. I was, I texted her and I was like, hey, or I messaged her on Snapchat because I didn't have an actual number. Okay. I was like, hey, um, are you in Phoenix? It's Mother's Day. I know you live in Tucson, like Island Flag, but we're both in Phoenix for this day. She's like, yeah, I am. And I was like, cool, we should hang out. She sends me an address to go to. And I'm like, sweet, I'm going to meet this girl. Cool. I'm getting getting ready to go. And then she says, who's that girl on your Instagram? And then she sends me a screenshot of my Instagram. And I was like, oh, that's my sister. And then she's like, oh, how old's your sister? And I was like, oh, I don't know, 16. And she's like, oh, do you have any nudes of her? And I was like, no, I don't. That's pretty weird. I don't have any nudes of my sister. And they're like, oh, well, I have a little brother. Like, he should date her. Like, that would be so cool. You should bring her today. And I was like, okay, I'll ask. And then they (laughs) ask again are you sure you don't have any pictures of like her boobs or anything? And I was like, no, I don't have any pictures. That's of my pretty weird. Boobs. Any normal person would have been like, fuck you, like fuck off. You're a creep. Yeah. But I'm just so dumb. And I'm like, I don't <laughs> just know. Keep going. I don't know just why like, I kept going. I was like, anyway, like when are we hanging out? Yeah. It's like, so, enough about my sister. I want to hang out already. Yeah. yeah. So then I like went to my sister and I was like, Hey, do you want to come hang out with me? Like with this girl I just met on Tinder. She says she has a little brother. And she goes, who are you talking to? And I showed her, like, the snap name, and she goes, you fucking idiot. And I was like, <laughs> what? And she's like, this 
account has been trying to add me for months. And I'm pretty sure it's those two girls that jumped me four months ago. And I was like, no way. What? So months before that, about four months, these two girls from our high school, like, coaxed her into their car, took her to the park because she thought they were going to smoke weed and, like, just what? chill. And, like, she hop, they hop out of the car and a third girl shows up and they just start, like, beating her up. What? That's horrible. Yeah, terrible. So, and I was there that day. I remember going to pick her up. She was all, like, bloody and shit. Jeez. Just her mouth. She was fine. But, <laughs> so, so they filed a report. Like, everything was fine. Yeah, yeah. And then you fast forward to months later, I'm getting catfished, and it's these same girls that beat up my sister months before. That is so cynical. That's, so. <laughs> that's crazy. So sinister. Very sinister. That's very sinister. Like, they, think about how much has to happen. Why did they not like your sister so much? I think she, like, went out with one of their boyfriends or something. Oh. Some shit like that. Secular ex-girlfriend. Some shit like that. And, uh, so. (laughs) Some shit like that. I'm not even embarrassed. Like, I should be embarrassed by this story. Like, it's pretty dumb. Like, I, I'm dumb for it. But, I'm glad I I got the story. I'm glad I got the story because... Think about all the shit that they had to do. They had to plan that out and be like, oh, I don't like her, my sister. Yeah. I'm going to catfish her sister. Patrolling the interwebs, different apps. Get her nudes, post her nudes on Twitter, which I heard happened. Yeah. So keep an eye out, everybody. Like, they're out there. That's a thing. It's fine. But, yeah, I just couldn't believe it. Like, they put so much effort into it. Like, they catfished (laughs) me for two months. Yeah. Months after they fucked up my sister. Did you ever, uh, like, tell them, like, hey, I fucking know it's you two, or... Yeah, did I did, you... and then they, like, blocked me on everything immediately. Yeah? yeah. <laughs> like, oh, shit. So it was definitely them. Yeah. Wow. Good that's crazy. Yeah. I don't want to generalize, but... That's pretty far out. Like, when girls have a, a mission, they want to complete it. That was, that yeah. was like, so far out. Like, so many That steps. is so far out. I mean, you, you hear stories like that, but, like, never, like, in your sphere of friends or yeah. situations of living life that's, that's you're like crazy. how does that shit happen how do people fall into that how to yeah like how are people how are girls so conniving <laughs> and they can be they're creative yeah i mean <laughs> they are definitely they created creative. a whole like persona and that's crazy catfish that's crazy yeah well sam this could this podcast could go on forever it i love could, but com- having these down. conversations with you yeah, I'm sure, yeah, you have curfew. You want to see your special lady friend? I do have curfew, yeah. Um, but no, yeah, thanks for being on Practice Perspective Podcast, yeah. getting a dose of your perspective of, uh, of being a woman, mm-hmm. uh, you know, finding out that you're gay, you're, you know, kind of what you're exposed to from your Catholic school to mm-hmm. high school to where you're at now, and, and that's, that's awesome. I'm, I'm glad that you shared your perspective with us. Yeah, it was my pleasure. Would you uh, give any tips to people out there maybe struggling to come out of the closet or straight people that just can't get the perspective of accepting gayness or anything? I would say for for people struggling with their sexuality, um, I know the younger you are, the harder it is because kids are cruel. Kids are cruel, Kids are cruel. And if you're strong enough, if you believe that you're strong enough and you can try to be who you are and you have the support system to do that, I would say go for it. Yeah. But if you don't, if you don't have a lot of people on your side, if you're alone and um, really don't know what to do, I would reach out to a counselor, maybe yeah. a school counselor. Um, people in education are very 
very open and understanding, and it's because they deal with public school ki- children. Yeah. Um, so I'd say keep going. It gets better. So um, that support is pretty... Support is a really big thing. A really big thing. Absolutely. Because, I mean... Yeah. External support. Imagine if you were alone and only you knew that you had these feelings. Yeah. Like, only you knew about this. You'd want to tell somebody. Yeah. Right? But if you felt like you can't, that, that sucks. So I'd say, like, if it's not your family or your friends that you can talk to, talk to somebody else. Call the call the suicide hotline if you're ever suicidal, suicidal. <laughs> or need somebody to talk to. Do you want people to... Or the gay hotline. I don't know what hotline. <laughs> is there a gay hotline? I'm, I'm sure. sure there is. Yeah. I'm sure there is. Yeah. It's L- in LGBTQA. Um, there's more letters now? Yeah, there's <laughs> a. Q-A and... Z. No, there's no Z. It's... Y. Mm, no. L-G-B-T-Q-A-B. Nah. I don't know L-G-B-T- what it is. <laughs> the, the B is already in yeah. there. So, um... But, all right. Yum. Yeah, just say that. Like, watch... There's a lot... There's a lot more media um, now portraying gay people. Yeah. And, like, normal gay people who um, contribute to society, just like regular ass people. Yeah. Watch those shows because they'll make you feel better. One of my personal favorites that has helped me like understand relationships, just being out and about power struggles um, was The L Word. It was a show on Showtime um, that was on from 2004 to 2009. The lead is Jennifer Beals and uh, Mia Kirshner. And it goes through like what someone coming out like later a little bit later in life she's about 24 um what she goes through and a lot of it's very realistic like i watch that show and i see myself in almost every character oh wow so you're almost every situation i relate to it more than anything i've ever seen um so if you're a girl yeah that is my like go-to right i would say watch that and just see it 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 gives a very real portrayal of relationships What's the show between friends, again? family, and lovers. Um, the L word. The L word. L word. Yes. Is it like on HBO or Netflix? It's or? on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. The L word. On the L word. It's on Netflix. They're coming up with a reboot, so that's exciting. For boys, um, I don't really know what to tell you. Same thing. Like, go watch Queer Eye. <laughs> queer Eye or whatever that show is. Like, is that still on Queer Eye for the Straight Guy? They came out with a new one. Oh, nice. Um, I haven't really watched it, though. Watch Glee. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Get Just in touch look with up your... some characters. Yeah. There's, there's so many actors out there and activists that are visible. Mm-hmm. And that's so important. Like, I can only imagine if, say, I came out 20 years ago, if I was in the 90s, when there wasn't that many. There were a few yeah. gay icons or gay people not, that were out. Not much. But it was still so hard for them. Yeah. So now, I mean, I'm very lucky. I live in this day and age where it is very accepted in the media, in the arts. Yeah. Um, even in the corporate world, it's getting better. Yeah. It has to get better. Yeah. Or else, like, if you're a big corporate giant, you better be accepted, accepting or else you're fucked. Yeah. Um, I just say, like, have support. Talk to somebody. And when you're, don't come out until you're so ready. Be, be proactive. About be it. proactive. Like, be proactive. don't. Don't try to hide it. Well, well, if you need to hide it, like if you're in the deep <laughs> south and like your dad will kill you if he finds out, 
maybe hide it and <laughs> have your secret friend that you talk to. Do it strategically. Be safe. Um, but stay true to yourself and go for what you really want. Awesome. Because it's worth it in the end. Well, thank you very much for that. Um, thank you again for this being on. Yeah, my thank podcast, you for having me. Showing great. your perspective, sharing your perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, Samantha Mesa, everybody. Do you, do you guys uh, do you want them to follow your Insta or anything? Oh yes. Uh, so a few weeks ago, I created an Instagram with um, spirals. I have a spiral graph, and I create just spiral art and I take videos of it and I attach a really fun song or a song that I really love um, or have just discovered and really like I'll attach it with it and it's really mesmerizing to watch it makes your brain all tingly (laughs) and that's why and I love doing it um, to show other people yes but also for myself like I love to look at my videos and I love making them it relieves a ton of anxiety that I have because I do have a ton of anxiety and that's your outlet and that's my outlet right now um, especially like with, um, I'm transitioning medications right now and mm-hmm. I'm having a horrible time focusing, concentrating on like anything. So this provides me a way to like have something there that I have to, con- yeah. that I have to concentrate on. I can't move my hand too much or Train whatever. the brain and it's also fun. Yeah. It's also so fun and so beautiful. Um, and yeah, so I created an Instagram for it. Follow it me. Called? It's called, so at spirograph oh no sorry at spirogram sam Sam. so s-p-i-r-o-g-r-a-m-s-a-m nice yep spirogram sam word check it out nice well thanks again yeah and then uh, i guess we'll catch you on the flip side yeah this is good stuff